All the stories have been told Of kings in days of old But there's no England now All the wars that were won or lost Somehow don't seem to matter very much anymore All the lies we were told All the lives of the people running round Their castles are burned all right welcome back to another episode of the float universe podcast so glad to have you here hope you're out there doing all right you know it's uh been quite a while since i recorded this episode with scott one half of the history homos duo a podcast i've been on four or five times at this point and i will be going on again here soon in the next few days so please go check them out on especially Rockfin. That's where they have all their bonus content and you can support them there the best, I think, at Rockfin History Homos. But I've known Scott for a while now online and had the honor of doing their show many times and I wanted to return the favor. This was recorded, I think, sometime late in April and just like the last podcast with Betty, I was going through quite a transition trying to get sober. Didn't work out that time. But as of this recording, uh, a month and a half off the devil's weed marijuana, for those uh, that don't know what I'm talking about. But I uh, got lots of great content out there. Just posted a new mall walking on YouTube and BitChute and Rumble and all these other Odyssey where I have no followers, no views. But please go check it out. Uh, the mall walkings in Seattle. And then the mall, mall walking after that will be Omaha and then New Hampshire. I'm, I'm all over the place lately. I've been traveling a lot. Uh, make sure you check out the latest episode of I Can't Believe That's News. Uh, we're going to continue to do that. Like I said, the schedule is going to be Wednesdays will be the new news episodes. Hopefully we'll keep that up and be consistent with that. And then Sundays will be the new interviews or I'll just go solo. Just talk. Just kind of like the last episode of I Can't Believe That News. I gave her a week off and I just sat there and riffed. Hope you enjoyed that. If not, that's okay too. But anyway, I just wanted to introduce this episode for those that listen and, and maybe I sound different or you know some of the topics and subject matters is long gone uh, in terms of the news cycle. But I still think you'll find it enjoyable. A lot of this stuff is timeless stuff we talk about. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Like I said, go check them out on Rockfin. They're on all the other things like me too. BitChute, all that stuff. Very edgy content, so not as much on YouTube. But always a pleasure. And I hope you enjoy. As always, you are enlightened. loud got it did you ever see that um sam hyde video where he was like someday in the future it's gonna say um it's gonna say like the you know the forced state mandated gender reassignment surgery is about to start and the only option you're gonna be able to click is got it (laughs) let's hope we don't live to see those days or those days ever actually happen yeah same same but that's that's just the way that like 
that like Gen X affable tech bro kind of attitude. You know what I mean? Where it's like, uh, got it. Yeah. I'll get right on that chief. <laughs> I'm glad you brought your a game. Oh, this is where I, this is me, baby. All right. So let me get started here then. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the float universe podcast tonight. I'm glad to have half of the duo that found wait it's more than half i'm pretty sure but <laughs> well you know that's probably true but I, I haven't seen you standing up next to each other side to side so who, who really can tell neither have i it could be a giant for all i know but anyway it's uh i think i've been on your show like i was thinking like three or four times maybe i don't think more than four i want to say five actually i was gonna I, think i, I, I was thinking wrong. five too but i'm like you know what i'm not gonna like and like humble, like humble brag, stretch it, like exaggerate. I'm like three to four because I feel Countless like four times, but I feel like five was I've been on there a lot. So I'm trying to return the favor and I just enjoy the conversation. Same. So welcome history homos, Scott Lid Lizard Adams. Welcome to the a Abrams, universe. Thank you. I, thank you for Abrams, giving me sorry, a more, a more, uh, a more goyish name. <laughs> uh, I wish it was Adams, but it's not. It does start with an A though. Abrams. Um, Scott Lizard Abrams. There we go. Yes. Um, but thank you, Flo, for having me. This is a big moment for me. Um, I, uh, I, as I said before, I picked songs to be the interstitials already. So uh, obviously I'm a listener. I guess William wasn't up to the uh, vibrational uh, limit today. He couldn't get up here and uh, make it happen. Well, the smalls so are getting him down. He has to go slave for a living like uh well, shout out yeah. though he's a he's a big part of your podcast oh. so so tell me about the podcast welcome and uh yeah it's great to have you on um i've been on i think like i said at least four times it's been yeah. great the last one was really good by the way so people should go check out i agree that last episode it's very spicy um yeah so history almost well um well, i guess i should give you like the store backstory of the podcast well i used to do a movie review podcast for years now it's we've been doing history almost longer but i did a movie review podcast for years and uh william was one of my listeners um and uh we were sort of we talked all the time and um off air obviously and um we became friends and uh that podcast broke up for personal, just like, you know, guy not getting along because we see each other too much reasons. Um, and uh, then I was like, well, I love podcasting. I want to keep doing it. And I'm interested in history. And this is something I talk about with William all the time. So we got together for our first episode, which is the pilot episode of the show is episode zero. You can still listen to it on our RSS feed, but that's the first time me and William ever spoke. What when was that? Auditory. Uh, it was in the summer. Uh, no, it was in May. Oh my God! Uh, it's like only exactly three years ago, two weeks ago, or something. End of May, twenty twenty. Oh, so you've been going at it about uh, three years. Yeah. Nice. Well, cheers. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate I, it. I, I, I've kind of been going a little bit before that. How many episodes are you at? Um, uh, after I get off the air with you, I'm going to be editing episode 158. Okay. But uh, yeah. we also do a weekly bonus episode as well. And there's 140 something of those. Nice. Okay. So I've been a little bit ahead of you. I've been trying to go out, I think since like 2018, but I kind of really went slow in the beginning. It didn't yeah. go my way. I had a whole plan of how I was going to do it. I'm like, these people have to float first and then <laughs> yeah. we, but I can never get anybody to float. So I never had any, like, I floated like, on account of you. I float. I have a uh, upcoming uh, appointment to go floating actually, in on July July third or something. So, so your your second one? No, I've been. This is my 
fourth, maybe third, third, I think third. So you actually like it? Love it. Also, it like honestly, I know I'm not trying to just like I know this is the Float Universe podcast, so it is su- at least on some level float themed. But I'm not chilling. I swear to God, it does help with different like physical and mental ailments. You know, and it's not it's well, not a panacea, of course. How, how does it specifically help you? Uh, well, actually, the last time I went, I got uh, right before I had gone, I had had a debilitating. Um, what do you call that? Plantar fasciitis injury. Uh, and uh, it was unbelievably helpful. And uh, it's now it's been almost a year since that because um, I go pretty much every July. But um, I uh, I haven't been since then. But, yeah, I I, I am looking forward to finishing my recovery. By going how's forward. the how, how's the plantar fasciitis? Um, how is it now? Right. Uh, pretty decent. I, uh, you know, did a lot of, it's, it's, um, it's interesting that you bring that up. It. It's interesting that you bring that up because I always believe that there's a spiritual solution, to every physical problem. And my girlfriend, currently her father is having issues with the same thing. And I'm like, oh. okay, let me see if I can apply my teaching, my understanding to this situation. Cause it should work across the board for everyone. And what you kind of do is if you believe it, you kind of can look into like, okay, plantar fasciitis. You can just literally Google it and say, what is the spiritual solution? And you get a few different um, like websites c- kind of basically, hopefully saying the same thing, which is stop snip stepping on snakes, man. Well, in your, in your case, <laughs> it would be, I would assume, I would guess that you're taking on a lot of weight, a lot of like, you're carrying a, a, the load for more, at least more than yourself for sure. And you probably are a burden to the point where you need help and you're not being helped. And, that's one of the spiritual like things to look at, right? So yeah. the point is this, if you, if you can recognize the spiritual solution and fix that, then as a byproduct of it, downstream comes the material, physical reality, healing, you know, in, you know, like I said, downstream from the understanding. So you have to heal, you have to understand how you got in the position in the first place. Yeah. So, yeah. so whenever there's any, if there's a head issue, a stomach issue, a throat issue, I look at a cross section of like energetic systems, Chinese, East Indian, like, you know, like the chakras and stuff like that. Right, right, right. And try to come to some solution outside of medicine. Um, because a lot of the medicine just ultimately is just dealing with the symptoms, yeah, not, not Rockefeller not. stuff. So w- with your plantar fasciitis, did you ever ask yourself, you know, did you ever come to a, a conclusion in general? And also, did you ever think maybe there's a spiritual component to it? Um, yes. Well, I will say this is that um, in all things I do, uh, I sort of try to have a uh, positive mindset or positive outlook on things. And I also just sort of think about what would Jesus do in my position uh, whenever I come to a crossroads in life. And if Jesus's foot hurt, he would keep walking and spreading the gospel. <laughs> And uh, you know what? I, th- I hadn't considered this. You know, this is absolutely, it, which is weird for me because I do sort of go out into the same woo territories as you do, Float. Um, so I'm surprised that I didn't think of this. But yeah, you know, but symbolically, yes, I am carrying a lot of weight. I have like my own physical, regular life that I have to, you know, we all do. We're all cat- trapped in neoliberal capitalism. We all have to work. We all have to put in, you know, our 40 hours, what have you. Um but then also I have this other Herculean task, I feel sometimes. I know, I know I'm starting to sound self self-honorific, but I but to spread history 
and you know the truth about uh, the system that we live under, which is what the main thrust of the podcast is. Basically, the show is each week we inter we introduce a new historical topic to you, the listener, and we interweave it into our narrative that we've been building since episode one. And uh, you know, and all all to all in doing so, we are sort of creating a more perfect schizo conspiracy lore, if you will. <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. So that's the the gist of the history almost podcast. Because when you first asked me on, I'm like, what? I had to look into. I'm like, wait a minute. Are these guys gay? Like, is this guy a Jew? Like, what is this? I'm like. Not that I cared, I would have gone on it anyway, but I'm like, what, you know, what yeah. am I getting myself into? What have I committed to? I'm like, history homos. So what does that name mean? Um, well, no, honestly, it was something, it was a segment we did on my old podcast, uh, the move the movie review podcast. We would say we if if we would get into a discussion about history, we would call the segment history homos. Like we're doing, oh, this is like our, you know, deal corner, you know, say we started talking about finance stuff or tech corner or whatever, but this was history homos. And we were, you know, we would say that, oh, someday we're going to actually make our own history homos podcast, whole separate podcast. So we don't have to waste time on our current show talking about history stuff and whatever. But then my show broke up and then I was like, well, I like that name. I like that. Um, I like that. Uh, the idea to do the history and um, yeah, uh, so that's where we ended up doing it. But uh, honestly, the joke was just I thought it would be funny to make the show HH like Heil Hitler. That okay. would be that was totally <laughs> the joke. I swear to God. And then as a result, um, uh, William was like, oh, well, we'll uh, I'll just say I'm gay. Yeah, um, that's the other thing, too. I'm like, when I get, when I came on the podcast, I'm like, William was gay. I'm like, all right, like, OK, like, I don't really care if you're gay. Like, just don't push it on the kids and stuff and don't like make a spectacle yeah. of it. But, uh, you know, I'll talk to anybody about anything. Uh, but yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought you were a Jew and I thought he was gay and it was like, this is like a gay and a, and a Jew homo, whatever. Like I thought you meant like homo sapien potentially too. I'm like, all right, well just be, I'm, I try to be as open-minded as possible, like no filters, yeah. you know, I'm trying to see things exactly how they are as objectively as possible. If you know, it's not possible to be, I think, but, as much as you can, as much as you can, like squeeze your ego or transcend it, which is what I encourage right, the right. ego transcend. I've been having to do that. Like, for example, my girlfriend's great and I love her, but it's like Snapchat. You can follow on the map, like your your friends' oh, location. I can. Oh, exactly. I'm not that I'm like worried or anything, but it's just crazy. Like, because I was telling her, I'm like, man, like twenty years ago. And, and prior to that, it's, it was just so crazy. You couldn't, you know, you just look somebody up in the phone book or, oh, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess in the 90s, you could, you could, you. yeah, it was still like, you couldn't like look at exes and like, I had no, I had never got to go to any of my high school reunions. I don't know about you. No, I wouldn't go either. I wanted to go so I could flex. Like I'm one of the few people that could flex, <laughs> but <laughs> I could like, kind of flex honestly now, but I, I like, I got my shit together in my real life. Right. Um, enough that I would feel like I, you know, I got a wife way out of my league as well. Uh, so just bringing her around, everyone probably wasn't expecting that. Um, but that had nothing to do with any of my like recent, you know, she's been with me through everything, you know, before I was, yeah. anything. but I never got to like in 2010 was my first high school reunion, like 10 years, the big one. I'm class of 2000, but, um, I didn't go because I'm like, ah, Facebook, I can see all these people. 
I, I, I see who the train wrecks are and, you know, who, who is beyond and, and who are the, you know, like I could see it. And I'm like, okay. And then 2020 came around. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to flex. <laughs> and, then, and then we all know what happens in 2020. Yeah. So, you know, retards wear masks and uh, here we are. But uh, yeah, man. Yeah, so I try to like honestly. I'm trying to like move past that whole era. Like honestly, you know, the conspiracy stuff's great, you know, and and you know, just to to know. But but here's the other thing: is like all of that happening again. Here I'm literally talking about it after I just said I don't want to talk about it. But all that shit happening in 2020, that was just confirmation of everything I'd been screaming for fucking forever. You know? Yeah. Well, I I never thought they'd actually go through with it, which is where I was in like Me the first two weeks. I'm like, oh, like David Wilcox is right. Like this is the ten days of darkness. QAnon is real. Like I was totally on board because I had been like had this narrative in my mind that I kind of let go of like a few years prior, which is like you know the deep state conspiracy theories, the 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 the, the sixteen year plan to destroy America, all these things. Like I was Alex Jones fan pre nine eleven. Me too. That's, well, that's not how, post nine eleven, but yeah, shortly. That, that's how far I go back when he was on the other side of the his opinion of Israel. He was, you know, you know what I mean? But anyway. Oh yeah. I remember that video where he was like, it's obviously, you know, beside it inside job, you know, right. just to, to support uh, more wars in the middle East, by the way, no delight detected. Um, <laughs> and you so, know, yeah, the, the I, evidence comes out years later. I mean, I didn't see evidence for many years after he said, made those, those pronouncements, but we saw the dancing Israelis. We saw the Ryan Dawson documentaries where he did original research and FOIA FOIA requests and stuff. And, you know, it just turns what's, out. What, what, what's the Ryan Dawson documentary? Oh, my God. Check out. Um, I believe it's called Decades of Deception or something. I can't remember what it is, but go to ancreport.com. Shouts out Ryan Dawson. He's a friend of the history homos. Uh, see, I, I like him on it. I think I follow him on uh, Twitter. I'm not friends with him or anything, but I, I do like his. Uh, yeah, his you guys should definitely perspective. Talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a really good guy, and uh, he loves talking to us because um, I guess we're just not retards. So many people in the the conspiracy scene are retards. You know, well, that's the uh, problem. Uh, well, I get the one plus one equals three retards, the blue haired. But what do you mean on the other side? Like, I get it kind of, but like it, it elaborate. Okay, I will. I actually have a very poignant point on this. Um, well, you decide if it's poignant. But I have a but what I'm saying is basically the entire ontology of conspiracy theorizing is that everything's or there are a lot of things that aren't true that are being done and happening right now. That's the beginning of it. Right. Like so what? give me an example of something that's not true that people think is happening. Uh, the fact that, you know, like um, there's like a, it's white supremacy in America. Oh, well, yeah. You're talking about all the narratives. Yeah, that's what, yes, that's what I mean. So these narratives that are going on that are prevailing in society, that are fucking completely bullshit. Um, and then so that gets you, the consumer of such thoughts, thinking, well, now I have to keep my eyes open for everything being bullshit. Um, and then you find and then you find some of these people and these are great people, by the way, I'm not like trying to shit on them or anything, but you'll find that they just look for something, a conspiracy in everything like um for instance, remember there was that like tranny female to male tranny shooter in Nashville um, a few months ago. And there was like a few things that came out like, oh, look, her shoes are the different color. And it's like, yeah, OK, what's more likely is that the, the FBI did a fucking mass shooting gay op that makes their fucking ideology look bad. Does that seem right? I don't think so. That doesn't seem like they was something they would do. And then lo and behold, you know, you find out there's a lot more to it. And yeah, it was that. 
And then also, by the way, this I just read so here I got a little piece of juicy conspiracy goss on you for this. But turns out that that girl who did that shooting was like an Ellen Page obsessed person and transitioned when Ellen Page became Elliot Page. And, um, you know, the you know, the 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 joke on the street is or the Internet street is, oh, she popped a few uh pills of testosterone and just went off the fucking handle yeah <laughs> women can't uh, handle the test dude <laughs> society has failed yeah <laughs> uh, this society is is like literally it's crumbling before our eyes people don't realize it and the people that are like moving back to the cities and stuff after the pandemic that that kind of like uh like okay i'm gonna escape this system i'm gonna you know hedge my bet against system collapse no 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 they're going back they can it's it's gonna go back to the, the, you know how, how it was before but i'm like no way there, yeah. it's just it's just going to keep you know tightening and loosening tightening and loosening so there's another thing coming around the corner what, what do you think it is um i actually don't think there's a big thing coming around the corner i think it's just going to continually get worse and worse and worse just degrade yes yes um but what know, about like the, what, big... what, what about like the transition of digital currency or potentially a world war three or um well, the digital currency thing is big. Yes, that is. But that's not like a big event per se. That's a slow sort of um, slide, if you will. Um, or that's how I envision, I should say. It could be that, of course, but I just don't see it that way. But I, I'm, I'm I'm one of the few people on the Internet who admits he's wrong. Oh, yeah, um, me too. That's the, <laughs> that's the whole like there's a few other like shit test of honesty, honesty, like is this yeah. guy honest, but yeah, admitting when they're wrong and constantly shifting knowing the truth like I, i'm the same way like that's how i know somebody also is like a truth teller is they're willing to yeah switch their positionality based on new information totally yeah um for instance uh i said in 2019 i guess i said they will never they will never forgive student loans <laughs> and i'm waiting to see if i'm wrong because i will fully admit i'm wrong if they do it no well, they still haven't I know they haven't. That's They're why I'm going saying to. I'm on the edge of a knife right here. They're not going to. Do you, do you, do you have a lot? I don't have any. Well, there you go. You I was no, just making you, it. You I'm, just, have, I'm just calling uh, balls and strikes, baby. You have no skin in the game. Yeah. But uh, I mean, the thing that that is crazy, though, is like um, that, uh, you know, how like the whole left right divide thing. And uh, it's it's just divide and rule, um, you know, because you'll see. You'll see, uh, like someone who identifies as conservative being like, "Good, I'm so glad they're not gonna give or give those student loans." And part of me just wants to say to them, like, "Like, you realize that if they did do this, by the way, it would be the largest transfer of wealth from the government to majority white people since the GI Bill. That's a huge thing." And if you're just going to be, no, my team says that's bad. Um, at, to cut your to cut your nose to spite your face, it's like, I don't know, you're a fucking slave to the system as much as the libtard who is wearing a mask, in yeah. my opinion. Because um, the, the whole thing is a bread and circus or game. You know, bread and circus is to trick you into hating someone who is a lot more in common with you than the senators who are going, guys. We, I'm just really proud to say we passed a bill that's going to get rid of this student lot. Those guys don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> right. That's why, like, I'm a Joker character. I feel I'm, I don't, I can't stand the rich and yeah. I'm, 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 I'm more of a Robin Hood, but also like a Joker. I'm not, I, like, I like love to like surf chaos. Same. 
I'll tell you though, it's, being a Joker archetype is not easy for holding down a long-term uh, girlfriend. So no, no, that's true. Do you have any kids? I do not have any children. No. Any plans for kids? It's on the table, but it's not any immediate plans. I yeah. got. Uh, I have some five-year financial plans in the in motion that I, you know, it's not really show content, but you know, I'm working towards building um, something very big for my me, my family. And hopefully a whole community of like-minded individuals where we can hopefully save the world. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing it on an uh, individual level, which is moving. Yeah, me too. Le- leaving Florida. Where are you at right now? I'm in Massachusetts. The, the, um, what city? Uh, I'm southeastern Massachusetts, I'm south of Boston, but I'm actually pretty close to uh, Providence. Yeah, I live in Lawrence. And I lived in Weston for a while oh, too. Oh, Florence! Oof. I went from like super rich to super poor, like yeah. all all white to Puerto Rican Dominican. <laughs> yeah, Lawrence but, uh, is like the armpit of Massachusetts. I've lived in the ghettos of uh, Massachusetts. I've lived in the ghettos of, like the ghettos of Atlanta. Wow. Too. Oh yeah. Like I got something special about me. I I'm not gonna say the N word today, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> just because people want me to say it, especially when I'm with you, it's like it's just always gonna say it at some point. But that's why the last I mean the last five minutes of that podcast we just did before was just so I listened to that podcast like twice. I'm like, man, that's hell yeah. That was a that was a good one. So yeah, thanks for always having me on. It's great that uh, you guys like your fans like it apparently. So that's cool. I get a few times people will message. Oh yeah, me, I, there's there's a big uh, what do you call that Venn diagram between yeah a cross section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I uh, I don't know. I just um, I I I, I dig what you're doing, man. I uh, you know, I I I I like that you. I, I I actually, you know, there's actually a big pushback in like sort of the online right right now to be like psychedelics are bad, but I actually find that um. I found that psychedelics have been like incredibly helpful for me to like sort of mold my own personal beliefs on things and in a very not cuck liberal position. Yeah. <laughs> you know, psychedelics and- is a, well, let, let, let's talk about that. So sure. yeah, I mean, I feel compelled to stay here and talk about psychedelics in this space, even though I haven't really heavily used anything like, except for weed in the past year. I mean, it's like the Alan Watts quote, once you look into the microscope and you see what you see, you go, you don't keep looking, you pull back and you go in a, you know, kind of like examine and think about what you've seen. You put it, you know, the psychedelics ultimately are pointing you to the issue. They're not going to help you. Like they're not going to solve the issue for you. They might help you come to the realization that you might even, you might not even know you have an issue, but the psychedelics like, look, this X, Y, and Z is the problem in your life and you need to do something about it. And so I, I totally get that. And psychedelics do get uh and i've been debating with a lot of people this year but they do get a bad rap and because people are i think ultimately experiencing a lot of their own stuff which is yeah. dark and their judgments and their belief systems they're they're dark and they're evil um so yeah i i feel compelled to sit here and, and kind of stay on the fence and say maybe yeah. you know there it's a possibility but it's also a possibility if you like for example have predisposition to schizophrenia there's certain things you should probably oh, yeah weed even does weed and lsd yeah. for in general those are the two big ones and i'm like you know what if you're predisposed just yeah. a predisposition to it you're in your family just stay away from it so um yeah I, I just feel like they're here for a reason and they they do they can help yeah and, and really it, it's oh, go ahead. Go ahead. 
I was just going to say, I feel like there's this false consciousness going on right now that that uh, psychedelics in general make you left wing. <laughs> um, because uh, that's what people these... hate about me. They're like, how can you be Trump and do mushrooms? I'm like, hey, man, I just say it is what it is. I just call it as I see it. Uh, listen, I can tell you that the, I've been more dedicated to my view on like biological essentialism when it comes to things like gender or race or religion or i think religion is a biological essentialist argument because i believe that the uh that the formation of religious ideas is an essentially human is a necessarily human thing um and i think it comes from our evolutionary process because uh i mean it's found in every single walk of life every human life even like the fucking far-flung tribes and shit they have their own superstitions and religions and stuff. So I think, um, and I think, I think psychedelics actually had a role in developing that as well um, in our, and in the infancy of our race uh, as a human race, I mean, but um, I think that there's this false consciousness going on because there's like this push from like people like Peter Thiel um, and like Elon Musk and like some some fucking noses at you know maps or whatever the fucking name of that place is but they uh they're trying to be like well it makes you more open-minded and i'm like okay it does but it also makes you open-minded to things that are taboo to society <laughs> well that's the thing you're right because like it's hard to really like point to a true source for this information but i've heard it multiple times i've seen it multiple times online that john Lilly ultimately the guy that invented the float tank yeah, acid yeah, yeah. with dolphins, dolphin all guy. that. Yeah, exactly. He ends up at the end of his journeys, a almost dying of ketamine. Somebody finds him like flipped over, like dying in the float tank of ketamine. B ends up basically turning kind of trans at the end. Like, like the entities are like, you need to go and bolt on breast, basically. You know, because the guy that saved you, it was. It's a whole. It's a whole thing. But long story short. A lot of these things can, yeah, can end in mental illness or there's a reason that to a degree psychedelics are allowed as to be talked about because they can lead you to hell. They 100% can in so many yes. different ways, but there's reasons like people like me get banned is I try to add that spiritual component to it where it's like, okay, you know, here's what I think it is, which I think it's some kind of mirrored experience of your belief systems, your own energy your what you're there to learn like it's a whole it's an amalgam of things ultimately yeah and it's but, but it's ultimately dependent on you there's no objective psychedelic experience yes 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 100 yes and so um, you, you just have to do it enough and and like i said the float tank provides especially at the level i've done it which is over a thousand times way over uh, probably two thousand hours is the ultimate stillness that you can get in such a quick time from doing it but, but there's so many angles to floating too there's the spiritual physical metaphysical um, but the immediate benefit is that thousand pounds of Epsom salt you're laying in. You're going to get that magnesium. You're going to feel good. so good. No, it just feels good. Forget about all the other yeah. bullshit. It may, it may or may not happen. You may not uh, have a profound experience spiritually, but you will have a relaxing experience. Just don't touch your face is what I would say. That's yeah. I made the mistake. Don't itch. Don't scratch. You know, you, you, you learn to transcend itching uh, when you're when you're a floater. And so, yeah, it's a whole. I got salt in my eye. Yeah, and it burns, and some people can sit there and like push through it, but most people can't. I did, I did. Yeah, you did. You pushed through it. Yeah, you, I like sprayed it. myself too with the the spritzer thing they gave you. Right. 
But, was it, uh, where, where do you go? I went to a place in Providence. Uh, well, it's I think it's actually Warwick, Rhode Island. But the state of Ma- state of Rhode Island is like a fucking postage stamp. But uh, yeah, Warwick, Rhode Island, float RI. Nice. Shout nice out. place. Nice place. It changed hands while I worked there, but I didn't know it, while I've been there between the two times I've been there. You know, when was that? Like pandemic time? The first one was, and they were also chill about that stuff for the record. And the when second they, when, time when, when they switched hands. Still the same. Still all chill. Uh, the second time, but it was well after the time that anyone was doing it. So, yeah, well, it's interesting you bring that up because I was going to my Instagram the other day, cleaning house and like I found a few people that had died that I kept following. I didn't even know they F. died, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, okay, I'll just keep uh, some of my unfollowed because I'm like, okay, well, you're dead. I never really knew who you were, but some of my, I actually knew who they were. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. You died. Like, and it's also sad to see some people with 50,000 followers, a hundred thousand followers. And their last post doesn't have like weeks later, like, where are you? Where did you go? Like, nobody yeah, cares. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they get the initial comments when they first posted it, but then they right, like right. die. And then 50 weeks later, 127 weeks later nothing you know nothing yeah it's a digital graveyard it is but then i i I have yet to come across somebody that has died that well there's a there's a few people that died like in the pandemic they off themselves and so that was another thing like the pandemic i was looking at my um instagram going through it and i was looking at in the beginning i followed every float center possible and at some point i think it was like maybe peak a thousand float centers across the world maybe 1200 right before the pandemic and, and, you know, Joe Rogan and really kind of like influenced so many men. CIA asset, Joe Rogan. Yeah. (laughs) And so I go and I'm looking at all these, I'm going through my Instagram and trying to figure out, okay, who who can I just, who's just dead wood here? Dead weight. Why am I following so many people? You don't want that ratio to be too high of how many people. I know what you mean. You know what I mean? You can't look too like simping. And so I'm like, okay, some of these float centers have been dead for a while, but a lot of them were like, right around 2020 they made their last post like march april may of 2020 the obvious time i'm like oh man a lot of these float centers and i guess that's a it was like the pandemic was a shit test for a lot of businesses to like yes the weak businesses the ones that were were floating along on a miracle or credit or credit exactly low interest yeah and then the pandemic just really revealed the strength of your business or not and so i'd say out of I'd say up close to 80% of these float centers. And I probably went through a hundred because the ones that were still following and were still active, meaning they were like posting a week ago yesterday. I'm like, all right, I'll keep you around. But right. if you haven't posted since 2020, I don't need to keep following you. Like, no, not, of course not. Yeah. You know? So I just did a house cleaning. I just noticed that so many businesses got decimated because their float centers are basically independently owned. There's a handful of franchises. Um, but most of them are, are are independently owned and they're running on fumes. Very few right. of them are actually like banking. Like you don't get into floating to bank. You get into floating to own your own float tank and help other people. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed that both of the times I talked to the owners of the the two different owners of that place, uh, they were like, oh, I got into it because I love to do it. Mm-hmm. So I, I lived there for two years. It was great. I got to live there not have the financial liability. I did have the work of five different people though. I did like social media. I worked the desk. I, right. You know, everything, a bunch of different jobs, but I, I was living there also. And so it was great. Surprised you didn't get a plantar fasciitis injury. Well, the, the, the love <laughs> of it was so intense. Like the passion, it was a true, I didn't have yeah, a girlfriend yeah. really. And it was just, it was beautiful women coming through too. Like nothing like, 
yoga hippie check it psychedelic chips right uh, women coming through there a dime a dozen and i was like and then having the online presence too it's like people are coming through from float universe i'm hooking them up people bring me weed bring me mushrooms lsd just okay you're good so right. i had a, a fun a very fun two years and i got a, most of it on video so i'm still working on a documentary of that would I mean, be excellent i would really like to check that out yeah and it's me leading up to well it's actually there's a narrative too the narrative is I go in with my business partner and we're like kind of friends because we have this shared interest of weed. We love weed. And she's an attorney, like a professional with like a kid and a husband. So it's nothing romantic. It's just like two friends, a lot in common. We met through a mutual friend. And uh, long story short, the float center that we run becomes for sale. The guy comes to me, see if I can help him sell it through my network. And I just reach out to my friend. I say, hey, you better go float here for the last time. They're going to be either selling or shutting down. Because she was the one that introduced me to it. Right. In the beginning. I'm like, oh, let me. I mean, I, I heard about floating from like Joe Rogan, Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was the one that's like, oh, this is in town. And so I became, we became business partners, but I never signed a contract because I kind of wanted to, but I'm kind of glad I didn't because it was a huge liability in the beginning. So I thought it was like a, a gentleman's agreement of like blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, my end, you know, I'm going to promote you online. I'm going to bring the people in. You just provide the money. That's all you literally had to do. And that's all she did. Like I was cleaning filters. I was putting people in float tanks. I was hobnobbing, creating yeah. social media. I'm not complaining. I'm just like, just stating. what no, no, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a like, lot of work. But it was worth it. I was living there. Like I was living the, the dream of like living in a float center. I was having the altered states, the movie. The guy taking acid yeah. every weekend, doing mushrooms, bringing people into the equation. Like I said, people online, you know, no real celebrities, but online celebrities would come in and float. And it was really cool. It was just awesome. So uh, there's a whole narrative with this thing I'm putting together. And then, the, like I said, the pandemic happens. And my friend is an ultra retard. And uh, in terms of like uh, blue hair and, and LGBTQ and all this stuff, like BLM, all this stuff, mask. Prior to this, I was like, at two, in 2016, I was a secret Trump supporter. I right, okay. I just kept my, well, because everybody that I knew that was voting at the time in 2016, because just prior to that, I kind of like let this conspiracy theories go and just said, you know what, if I'm creating reality, I don't need to be dumping my energy into conspiracy theories. Like, that's just creating a loop. So I let it all go. But then it's like, I started floating and stuff and taking acid, and then Trump is president. I'm like, did I cause this? Like, did I... <laughs> All this floating. I kind of felt that way too. Yeah. It was just so bizarre. And I'm like, okay. That was part but, of it. But I kept it secret because everybody, especially for a few years there, like right up to the pandemic was like, man, they'll just crucify you upside down if they find out you're a Trump supporter. Like even if, you, even if you're not a Trump supporter at the time, it was like you bring them up in even a, a semi-positive light and it's like, you're the you're the antichrist. So yeah, I will say this. I I, mean, I voted for Trump the first time, just the first time. Um, I voted for him in the primary too. I was a iconoclast amongst my conservative-ish friends for being like, because they were all like, you know, I'm going to vote for fucking Ted Cruz or what, <laughs> you know, what kind of thing. And I was like, no way, man. I want the real uncut, throw the Mexicans out. <laughs> right. Well, build well, the wall. <laughs> well, well, my thing was like, I might wait a minute. Like I always knew the, uh, the, the duality of like the, the two party system and the Illuminati and the, you know, the powers that be, but I'm like in 2016, I'm like, what if, I mean, what if Trump is really a rogue a renegade? He's a billionaire. Yeah, what, if, what, if he, what if he could pull it off on his own? Like even knowing about this stuff, 
I kind of fell into that hole, like Trump and, and, and part of me still is, I'm not even going to lie. Part of me still is. He's like, just what? cool is what it is. We still but like him. He's funny. He's, cool. he's funny. Yeah. He's hilarious. He's funny. Well, at least to me, he's funny. A lot of people don't find him funny for whatever. They're just reason. wrong. They're objectively I, 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 wrong. I, I agree, but I'm just saying, you know, so I voted for him both times. I fell into the trap. And, and then, like, my dad gets killed of, like, remdesivir in the hospital. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, wait, I'm like, Trump is supporting that, saying it healed him and the, the vaccine. He's put, he's the father of the vaccine. So I'm just like I said, I don't care who's telling the truth, who's being trying to be righteous. I just want to know and get behind that. And so for the longest time, I thought, OK, yeah, Trump is not really part of this deep state system. Yeah. He's trying. He's a renegade. He really is. I'm like, I thought that. But then I realized, you know what? It's, it's, it's a selection, not election. It really is. Yeah. And not to be a pessimist, and I'm going to enjoy it when Trump gets elected again, because, again, look at the theater now. Like, what do you think about this? these new rounds of indictments? And- it's good theater. <laughs> it's right. Good theater. Where does this go, though? Um, well, you know what? It's probably based on bullshit law. It's probably I'm going right. to guess either. It's two things here. Two things. Either one, even though he's this is all a theatrical thing and it's going to be some bullshit charges that don't stand up in court. And then that'll just re invigorate both sides to think what they already thought or they really don't want him in even if he's an agent of their whole thing uh which is also i'm willing to believe as well so you think this might be a ploy by the left to take him out of the the left half of the cabal i believe like soros sort of do you think there's a a, a war within the cabal like uh you know what i mean like faction factions that are it's just trading places you know trading places they bet a dollar just to see yeah it's just that they just want to see whose side comes up on the other you know whichever you know it doesn't it's it's so little matter to them but yet our lives hang in the balance to a degree, only because we agree to the system and we, for a lot of us, myself included, l- rely on it to function. You know what I mean? Like fuel. Mm. We all rely on fuel. And right, unless yeah. you're a farmer, you rely on the grocery store. Yeah. So it's uh, like, how do you live? I think, you know, kind of what I know. And I'm like, how do you live? Do you prepare? Do you have a plan? Like what system collapse, financial collapse? Where are you situated with that? Because I haven't been in the process now for the past two years of slowly putting things together. I'm putting stuff together, yeah. And, and learning things about survival skills and stuff. You know, watching YouTube videos, of course. Not of course, yeah. I do um, real courses or anything. If you take, I mean, I'm not going to, there's no way for me to do it physically in a Zoom call, but if you take a camera out to my backyard, it is, I'm in the middle of a medium density I don't know. I don't, it's a suburban area, but it's kind of earth on the, on the cusp of urban, but we have like possibly what I believe to be the largest garden and food producing garden in a fucking large radius, a large, um, you know, uh, radius. That's the right word. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've been practicing my agricultural skills, hardcore right. uh, for the last few years. And also, um, my, uh, my, I have family members who are like getting really into uh, cultivating and raising and hatching chickens and, and other animals and stuff. That's what I was about and, to say. Um, yeah. Chickens. I'm trying to get out of the homeowners association here. I'm trying to move where I can get to a point where I can, oh, you can, you know, like homeowners association, you can't have chickens. Right. You yeah. Know? No, I'm, uh, I, I guess I, this isn't super secret information, but I guess my plan is to um well i'm i i own this house or i own a mortgage on this house right now that i live in and um it's i our intention it's working it seems is that we gentrified this area 
we're gentrifying this area. It's not a wonderful area, we'll say. Um, it's not bad either, but I just let's just say that by me moving up, moving in, the property rates went up. The property are, values. Are, are you outside the 495 perimeter? I'm kind of near 495. Why? Are you inside the perimeter or outside the perimeter? Are you I've east of 495? You've never heard before. that? I, oh, well, when I lived in, like, when I lived within the perimeter, it was always a thing of, like, do you live east or west of 495? Because, oh, like, east, west of 495, west, yeah, what? So, yeah, so west of 495 is like hippies and farms and, yeah. And, and east is obviously more of like, you know, the, the typical Boston, Massachusetts, yeah, but I'm the, down the, the southeast coast. Yeah. What was that, like, um, Cape Cod? Not quite that far, but like right, literally hugging Rhode Island is yeah. where I live. But uh, regardless, it's got it's 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 a by the way, for the record, it's like not particularly diverse. It's actually very working class white, but it's got a lot of um, early 1900s uh, immigrant families like Portuguese, Italians, Irish type people he living here, working class. It was very industrial for a long time. And it's you know, it, it looks like that still it isn't because there's no industry anymore. But uh, regardless, I gentrified the area and I'm hoping that I can get, uh, you know, a nice price for this house and I can take that wealth if it's worth anything at all to move to a more rural area, perhaps in New Hampshire. Um, New Hampshire is probably my favorite place in the world. Um, it yeah, just, I liked it too. It was cool. Just looks wise. It's wonderful. Um, you know, you know, and I just feel like the population's low enough there that if we get like a, a real exodus of like-minded individuals moving there. We could really build a network of food exchange and like a sort of parallel economy almost to the B system. Uh, right. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do. Get to Wisconsin and set up and establish yeah, a network of people because Florida is getting too expensive. It's getting just way too crowded and way too, it's like United Nations down here. Yeah, it's I mean, like, it's just night and day. Like I went in Milwaukee Airport and it was like the cast of Cheers. And then I and then I went to, <laughs> then I went down. Did they say, hey, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. Like, oh, another white. But <laughs> then I went down to Orlando and it's like in living color, you know, and it, it's not even really that black. It's more like, you know, the different island brown. Sure. And again, yeah, not yeah. half of them are, aren't speaking English. And it's just. Again, like not no hate, but it's like I don't like living in a zoo. I want to live. Here's the in- thing, float. You don't have to really feel bad about saying this. It's you've been. We've all been MK Ultra to say thinking this is a bad thing to say. But oh, I know. With the That's- world you and I grow up in, I know you're a few years older than I am, not a lot, but the world I grew up in is gone, and it's okay for me to mourn it. It's okay for us to mourn it. It's okay for us to want to say. You know, it was better back then when I uh, knew and trusted everyone in my community because they looked and acted like me. Right. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm at, where I'm at with this low trust. It's it's kind of it's gone from like a mid trust society to getting to like into low trust society. Yeah, where it's like where it's like, again, like Florida's kind of like California, where it's a great place to be homeless. It's pretty great weather all year long. Right, and yeah. Low taxes. I mean, I imagine Florida's really got real psychos here. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Like when I first moved to Massachusetts, I lived in Lawrence in like a mill on the river, like right on the border of, of New Hampshire, which is way up there at the top. And it was all Puerto Ricans, Dominicans and like hardcore, like mass yeah. mass holes. And I came down on the stoop of the building. And it was like 10 people. And it was again, like it was United Nations there, too. And they're like, oh, the hey, kids club. They're like, where exactly? They're like, where are you from? 
I'm like, Florida, like, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> Why were you, you running from? Yeah, that you came. I'm here. like, no, man, I came here for a chick. And nope. uh, any such cases, by the way. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But I said, I said I'd never do that, but I'm probably going to be doing it here again. Like I said, but the Wisconsin thing is really parallel to if I didn't have a female in my life, I would kind of be still doing that same thing of like, oh, yeah, moving north, getting in harsher climates where, you know, it's like I said in the podcast, we talked earlier and it was palm trees, coconuts, bananas. Yeah. It's a little <laughs> close to home for certain demos all year long. You know, there's <laughs> yeah. not much you don't have to prepare for the winter. So but another thing I've been into lately is I don't know if you ever listened to this guy. I think he's great. Red bar. Uh, oh my god a red bar yeah. um uh well here's the thing i've engaged with red bar i actually dm with red bar a few times a while back um but uh i remember when he was new in on 4chan back in the day i'm an old head on 4chan I've been, yeah that's way I've been old. on 4chan yeah. i've been on 4chan since 2006 2006 i was started 4chan and yeah he was he was on there and then you know he kind of got involved in uh opie and anthony stuff from time to time too and i was a big opie and anthony guy um and uh and he's probably the best but here's the thing i don't like e-drama you know uh, that, that stuff yeah. where people's always like did you hear what so-and-so said i don't give a fuck about that the yeah. only person who ever did it well is mike redbar is mike fucking yeah. david yeah he's the only one but i don't know if you saw if semi Recently, uh, he had his uh, that guy Sven Stoffels, who is like his one of used to be his his sidekick. Um, he came on the show, flew over to America to Chicago, where Red Bar lives, and uh, from fucking I don't know where Sven's from. Perhaps uh, this is his real name, so he's, he's some kind of Nordic country, perhaps Norway. Um, but uh, he came over and was just like. You know, talking about Israel, talking about, you know, the, right. the Zionist thing. And and Mike David was not happy. Yeah, he's uh, a member of the tribe, if I'm not mistaken. He is. Yeah, he's hey, so, I, 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 that was I, kind I, of a I, bummer I, to see. I would I'll say <laughs> I got I got a few favorite Jews for sure. I don't hate Jews in general. Like I said, mainly it's just Zionists. Yeah, though, that's that's the defining. Uh, defining it really is that. I mean, yeah. and that's why it's it's, a, it's such a tricky area to kind of it's like walking through a minefield to talk about Israel or Jews or Zionism because they're so interchangeable. People are so they're not. That's on purpose. Well, for sure. But the people are not versed enough deeply into it because I'm a hardcore person in this stuff. And it's taken a few years even recently for me to kind of transcend like, OK, it's just a bunch of Satanists, really, and that's the that's the term they use. And it's about it's about money and banks and stuff. And, that's well, that's really too. But but and, and and a lot of them happen to be of a certain faith, but a lot of them aren't. And so, like I said, I know plenty of good ones. And I'm like, when I first, like I said, I only discovered Red Bar on YouTube over the past like couple months, just researching stuff. And like he's way off the radar for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about. Uh, Mike David from red bar it's a really his most it, sorry to interrupt you but his best have you ever seen his um ducktail song no i'm, oh, I'm like well, i said i'm only like play a, it on this yeah. show because it's all the most of the words in are uh, the are the n-word well that's why i'm um, saying like, he's right there with like owen with the caliber of band and hidden and taboo and you know what i mean like not promoted by the mainstream he's he's a he's a, a, a full-on troll yeah, which is, which is what I love about it. He's, he's great. It's just so well done. 
and like I said, I'm only discovering it. It's like it's like somebody that's been making records. Like you discover the Beatles. You know what I mean? If you <laughs> like the Beatles, that's possible. You know, but it, it it actually happened to me. Like I was dating this girl ten years ago, and I'd never really like. I'm like everybody that I really think is cool thinks the Beatles suck. So I'm like, I'm never gonna. I don't really to like them. the Beatles either. To be I'm honest. never gonna listen yeah. to them. But then I just. But but then like I had this ex girlfriend, and she loved them. I'm like, let me check this out. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, this is pretty good. And I go, especially from the context of like, you know, like when it was created, it was again, like, then you go deeper into like the Tavistock stuff. And I was going to say it's an MK ultra op. Yeah. <laughs> but there's still like the music is music is music. You know what I mean? And it was, it was interesting and new and, and creative and special for its time. But then but that's overplayed. What, that's the but problem. That, but that's what I mean. Like with the red bars, I just, it's like you discover something like I just use an artist and the Beatles, for example, like, let's say you just like somebody has been great for years, but you never knew they existed. And then you listen to one of the records and you can go back and like, listen, you got so much content to listen to. Yeah. So I, I just love it when I discover somebody new and they've been doing it and just destroying and just dominating their particular stuff for a while. So that's the, what I like about reality is it never, you never get to the edge of the map. I've never gotten to the edge of the map and I've tried yeah. to, you know, it's always novelty, endless novelty. Yeah. And, and that's, I, um, I, that, that, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I recently got into, uh, well, I, years ago, I try, I'd gotten into vapor, the music genre vapor wave. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, I listened to some of the bigger artists in it or whatever. And, um, and, you know, I go, okay, cool. I understand. I understand what vapor wave is now. And then, you know, I sort of zo- I zoned out and it didn't think about it for a while. And then recently I just go, I'm going to give another shot to vapor wave. And the last few months I've listened to nothing, but it's incredible. Like, it's just, yeah. There's so What's much your favorite? What's your favorite? I like vapor wave. I like chill um, wave too. I like, like washed out as my favorite. That's artist. cool. That's cool. I like uh windows 96. Um, yeah. That's, 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 that's cool. legit. Like a lot of those vapor wave artists are trans. Did you know that? And for example, like, like, like Stanley Kubrick <laughs> for like the, um, what's the one? Oh, uh, Wendy the, Carlos. Yeah, yeah. Trans. That's a trans artist. And yeah. then uh, there's another one. I forget. But Wendy Carlos was like the first trans person ever yeah. practically, though, to be. But fair. like the Windows 95 person or whatever, they're trans, yeah. too. I'm pretty sure. Damn it. God damn it. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> what do you what, what kind of beer do you drink? No, you don't drink. That's right. I quit drinking. I did drink beer for many what years. What was your beer of choice when you drank beer? Uh, mostly hipster IPAs for the most nice. part. Yeah. yeah. You didn't drink the tranny beers. I didn't drink that. Well, I drank a little bit of BLP, Bud Light Platinum. Oh, okay. Because, But I was just a severe alcoholic and I wanted to get really buzzed. And it has right. the grain alcohol they add to that. Oh, um, nice. So it's it like a higher alcohol content, content for a beer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would, I would, um, mostly I would drink, uh, double IPAs or as I called them, diapies. Um, because they had like a high alcohol content or whatever. So I was just like, yeah, give me that. I want also, you know, I like dry things. I like ginger ale. I like dry tasting, you know, things like that. So it works. Nice. Well, by the way, I I know I talked a big game on my, excuse me, on your podcast about being sober, but uh, I'm not, uh, you know, you blew it. I blew it. I went on a, I went to Wisconsin. I had a good time. And so. I haven't gotten back on or off, whatever the actual terminology is, but I'm still like prior to this interview, like, let's just light, let's just, you know, go for it, you know? So, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going to get back on it, of course, but uh, I, I like full disclosure and honesty. That's the best policy. I call it zero point energy when you're honest, but like when you're lying, you have to remember who you told the lie to, what the lie was. Oh yeah, it's so much work. There's so much like 
structures of energy with each relationship that you have to kind of try to remember with plot with truth it's like everybody knows the same exact storyline right because it's the truth i can't yeah you know so that's how i just keep Here's my a little reality. bit of radical truth right here let's hear um it. my uh i i mentioned to you that today would be a good time for us to tape the episode because my wife is taking one of the women that she supervises out to lunch today to you know thank him for doing a good job or whatever um and i thought to my i i told you before we started taping that i was making myself some lunch i made some nice air fried chicken wings it was delicious but um there was a moment yesterday where my wife said hey since i'm going out to lunch why don't you go out to lunch and grab a bite to eat at the local mexican place down the street and i thought i'll be this this is here's my moment of radical honesty for one point seven seconds i thought Oh, I could go there and drink a beer and then not tell anybody and then come home. Mm-hmm. And then I won't ever tell anybody about it. And then I thought, I'm not going to do that because it will remain in my head and it'll want to come out of me that I did that. And it'll be burning a hole in me that I did this thing that I said I wouldn't do. And, you know, I mean, again, I have two years, five months sober by the grace of God. Um, and you know, that would, uh, do you think I would get caught float? Do you think I would ever get caught if I did that? Or even if I had three drinks, do you think that anyone would ever find out? Well, you, you know, when you do it like that, though, you kind of tempt the universe to kind of reveal your hand, you know, like you're going to, you're going to lie. You're going to brag about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. Yeah. You could totally lie and, you know, nobody would know, but God forbid you cheat that one time and, you know, your car doesn't start or you get a DUI or, you know what I mean? Like you just run into some unforeseen circumstance that the infinite universe, which is always why it's like, no matter where I know or where I go, I'm always prepared for that next level of my head being blown off, you know, because it's (laughs) like the universe is infinite as much as I think I know and the potential of it. It's always anything that happens. It's always beyond that. So that's kind of the state I live in. But, I wanted to send us off to a quick break. I know we're going to play a song of Excellent. your choice. You, you've had a song picked out. What, what, what are the songs you have picked out? Uh, well, I would like to pick as my first song. Um, I would like to pick. Um, oh, I wrote them down and then I didn't bring them with me. Whoops. It's um, okay. Do you remember? Uh, what's the, <laughs> yeah, what, what's yeah, the yeah. song for the break here? Uh, the song for the break is uh, the band is Pilot Red Sky. Uh, or the artist is Pilot Red Sky. It's also another um, another uh, vaporwave artist, and uh, the title of the song, I believe, is the Tussler. All right. Well, I don't think I've heard it, so we'll have to. Uh, for those that don't know, I add the songs on the back end, but uh, we'll definitely be sending you out to that unless I listen to it. I'm like, oh man. But most people. Uh, I, I go with their song choice, so we're going to send you out with that. Scott Lizard Abrams. I think I said Adams on the front end. It's all good. I don't know why. It's just uh, it's very similar with the letters there, the B and the D. But, oh, it's called know, the Scuffler. Sorry. The Scuffler. We're going to send it out to the Scuffler here, and we're going to be right back because I have to go take a, uh, a number one. I think that's peeing, right? Yep. Yeah, that's one. All right. So I'll be right back uh, with Scott and the History Homos podcast. So be right back. So yeah, I'm gonna edit that, and I'm gonna actually, I am gonna go pee. I have to pee. Do you have That's like fine. a little bit? Do you have a little bit more time? Oh yeah, yeah, we can do a second half. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be right back. Excellent.
that's the name of the song. Okay, good. All right, we are back with Scott from the History Homos pew, pew, Podcast. Pew, 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 pew. Welcome back. That was a nice little break we had there. So Very quick pee. One of the things I wanted to talk about, uh, that was peeing the whole time though, but yes, it was a, a quick one. I'm not a hands washer unless there's some serious touching. And even then it's yeah. like, my belief is urine is, um, you know, what was the term? Uh, sterile. Sterile, exactly. Um, but again, I didn't get any on me. I didn't touch anything what's the point you know <clears throat> but a lot of people obviously would be like gross that's disgusting are you a heavy hand washer a normal no. hand washer or a non a kind of yeah, like i'm kind of like you if it's if i if i you know if i end up having to you know grasp my dick for longer than more than right or whatever maybe or if say it you know it's you know i don't know just it's a vibe to know if you need to feel your sh- if you yeah, wash your hands you, after you, you, or you, not. i agree so one of the things i want to talk about i know you're a fan is R.I.P. Uncle Ted. Oh, I yes. R.I.P. Big time. That I just happened. Did you quick talk about shill, it on here? Quick shill. Well, we have an episode where we're taping another a farewell Uncle Ted episode on Tuesday for next Sunday's release. Mm-hmm. But uh, just quick shill. Um, email me your size and address at historyhomos at gmail.com and get one of these Uncle Ted T-shirts with our logo on the front. Yeah. I, I thought of you guys when uh, I heard the news. There had been a rumor there for like a couple of weeks that that had happened, but it was never confirmed. Yeah, I was. What you know what it was? It was a few months ago they uh, announced that he'd been brought to the medical prison mm-hmm. as opposed to just the supermax. You know, the the one where fucking El Chapo's at, and um, so a lot of people are like, "Yep, he's dead." You know, I, I assumed because he went to the medical hospital that it was you know it was imminent or whatever. But uh, yeah, he lasted a few more months, and they're saying he killed himself, but. Um, really, I didn't. I didn't see that part that he yeah, killed himself. I, I think thought it was, was just it was New York. New York Times said that. Uh, but uh, you know, the, he said he had terminal cancer. So even if it was suicide, I imagine it was like a I'm in pain suicide, yeah. not uh, not uh, I'm mad I didn't get enough pussy suicide. Interesting. I didn't know that angle of it. But yeah, I mean, uh, for a long time, I was like, this guy's just a maniac and terrorist like everybody i think and then yeah, you realize, and culture is conditioned to think that exactly yeah. then you get into it, it's like oh wait a minute this guy's actually right about everything yep and here we are because i remember reading the manifesto he got published in the newspaper like that's quite a accomplishment oh, yeah. i think it was like the new york times i was on a cruise in the bahamas washington post i think it was it was a few of them, I thought, but maybe it was just. Oh, yeah, one. it might have been the Times and the Post, but it was like the two big ones. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he he got his manifesto published, and I read it. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I don't know. You know, at the time, I was super brainwashed. I was trying to understand. This was just post 9 11, or no? I think it was pre, it was pre 9 11. It was definitely pre 9 11. Yeah, yeah. But the the manifesto and all that, and it was just. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I always thought this guy was like, God, oh, just a, just a fucking terrorist. Like, who cares? But no, yeah, that's what they like and, you to think. In the in the past at least five years, a huge I've noticed like just a folk hero, basically. He's become 
Yeah, I will say this. I really um, am surprised in a good way. Not surprised, like I'm surprised, but I'm surprised. I mean to say that, uh, like, there he got a lot of talk from all political spectrums. You know, all sides of the political spectrum were, you know, in in. You know what? It, I you know what I did notice is an age divide. I think um, where Gen, Gen Xers and younger, I, or millennials particularly, and younger like Ted. Um, right and older than that i think they're just there's too much mk ultra in their Th- brain that's to... i think the perfect way to put it really is because uh, i'm on that borderline right where i'm a late millennial and i'm like you're a geriatric millennial yeah, and I, it, yeah and I was right on that edge of you no know, like the waco stuff janet reno clinton um kaczynski unabomber um oklahoma what a crazy City. time period people always okay. say now so crazy but the 90s was fucked up dude it was crazier because you just it was just right there at the internet beginning of like everybody had access to it if you had yeah. the, the the technology and the money but you know now it's just everything shared instantly it's TikTok and you've got a million people breaking down the gematria and especially if you know where to look like you have like the honey pots like I do where something happens I'm going to like five different people to see what they think about it and then I that's how I kind of form my opinion I kind of like amalgam a lot of like just take everything i can put it together there's a few there's like at least 10 people that i really trust their i do the exact opposite thing i do these i purposely cordon myself off from other people's opinions so i can give my one of a kind based on my worldview because i have a i think my worldview that we've espoused and this is me and william's worldview we're very similar mindset on things i believe that it's a cogent way of predicting things to occur if you get what i'm saying like it 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 i feel like if you go by what has happened previously you can make and not just what happened previously but knowing what i what we know about the way power works you can easily you can not easily you can suss out sort of what is going on for real at any moment well, yeah, if you know the learned elder, el- you know the learned <laughs> elders of the protocols of Zion. Sure, that you know is a, exactly, that's an aspect of that for you sure. You know exactly where it's going, but that's really like high level stuff, and and really to enjoy it for the fruit it is, you have to transcend judgment of JWSs um, to learn that it's just like if Satan is an entity that roams the earth, um, that's the that's the religion, right? Zionism, like the what they call it in the Bible, the uh, uh the 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 fake jews right there's a term for them in the bible i forget the pharisees no no it's like the the cult of saturn that i literally mentioned in the bible but there's a oh there's a, I don't, i'm not very familiar with the new testament to be honest because we're no doing... this is old testament stuff this is old testament oh, stuff okay. yeah the idolaters it's like the star of rimfram that's what it is the star of rimfram you ever heard that uh yeah well the, uh as the way i my attorney i have like a whole bible which is the star of david yeah, well, I thought that was the seal of Solomon. The seal of Solomon being that what he used to entrap a demon to get him to build the first temple. I mean, it of, may be, but Solomon. I'm just saying that's what the when you see that star of that Israel flag, that's the star of Rimfram. If you look in the Bible, if you you know, it's it maybe a stretch. I don't think it's much of a stretch. Some people might think so, obviously, but again, I'm not saying, and I'm not looking for like. I'm not trying to single out a group of people. I'm just looking for the truth. And if the truth happens sure. to be a certain group of people are doing something, I'm going to say, hey, they, 
these are the guys. Like, why are we lying to ourselves here? Like, why are we yeah. pointing? Why are we pointing in the other direction? I just yeah. can't help. You know, my thing is, it's like, um, I, th- I the way I feel about it is, it's 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 really behavior. It's not people. Um, and uh, I think like the beginning of all of, I mean, like, let's look at the players. For sure. Play, I agree. Let's look at the players. They're all bankers, essentially, or they're in, in, involved in finance. And what is the main engine by which all of this is achieved? And that is something that Jesus said you shouldn't do, which is which is this user. User. Um, yeah. and, and the whole thing, the whole the, everything is downstream from usury because the amount of wealth, air quotes, big air quotes around wealth on this. Um, because it's not real wealth. Real wealth is something you can hold in your hand, like a piece of gold or, or right. a, a Infra- food, infrastructure, or flower, animals, a yeah. uh, weapon, um, uh, tools, you know, stuff like that. Um, infrastructure, perfect example. Yeah. Um, a road that you can reliably bring your goods to market on. Usury is ma- money magic. It, it provides liquidity where there is none. Um, and in also, by the way, that the people who do this, by the way, are told in their holy book that they're the only ones, you know, they should do it and they should do it to other people because of their identity, by the way. Um, they also seem to be pushing things that are very caustic to your soul, such as pornography, transgenderism, um, uh, just uh, consumerism, um, uh, just getting rid of things that are important like like religion but meanwhile they tell you to be not religious and then many many of them are some of the most observant religious people of their own faith so um really the engine by all this bad stuff is the usury and i think you know say a fairy godmother comes and waves her wand and says scott you're the king of the world what would you do first I feel like a lot of the problems that you and I have with the system would be gone if you got rid of that mechanism, that usury mechanism, even with some of the evil people that we're talking about, you know, because they wouldn't have the uh, ability to stretch liquidity and to do evil things with it. It, it. The economy would retract enough so that it would they would you would have to focus on things that were profitable and helpful to people and also if you know again if i were king we're good for their soul you know good for them right. as people you know well i agree 100% yeah no usury helpful healthy insightful spiritual good stuff but uh you know there's no control you know and, and, and like people really have to understand cuz i see this often like you're not thinking like a psychopath because you're not one and that's great, you know, but this is really what it comes down to is a lot of people that are not hip to the game assume that everybody's like them, you know, to a degree, more or less, maybe better, maybe worse. But for the most part, we're all the same. But no, no, no. There are some straight up killers out there, Big gangs, gangsters, and they're wearing suits and they're going to Washington. They're in the halls of Congress and they're running the biggest racket you can imagine and a cartel right and that's the whole yeah. thing if as long as you don't affect their cartel you're cool and the high level criminals don't even go to jail that's what's crazy about it you're at yeah. a certain level criminal you go to jail but at a certain level you don't the guy we voted for will pardon them yeah trump, more than likely. <laughs> trump more than did likely. it many many times many many such cases in his words 
<laughs> but he didn't he didn't bother to touch those J6 people though. That's what it was. That is the thing that really boils my piss, honestly. Um the uh the fact that people will still to this day go to bat for him as you know, and they'll they'll say to you, you know, I don't like the whole vaccine thing. You know, I don't like the wars thing. Mm. You know, no, I don't like the the Israel thing. But I still think he can, he's the best choice, and he has the best, you know, whatever you know the or the best um, chance of helping me or whatever. It and it's like good for my socks. That's what it boils down to for a yeah. lot of people, not everyone, obviously. But I I just challenge every one of those people to say his most ardent supporters the people who would physically put their necks on the line for him and go to january go to what became january 6th he has done nothing for it, and he had every opportunity to do it and don't give me this speech about how the media would have you know would have hated him and said all this terrible stuff what do you think they're do, do you think there would have been you think by not doing it they're nice to him you think they not pardoning all those people? They were gonna they were nicer to him than they are now. I mean, like mm-hmm. than they would have been. I I doubt it. I really I doubt it. Do oh yeah, you're not from the northeast. Uh people from the northeast remember that there is a, a commercial, a furniture commercial, um, where this guy called Dean's Home Furniture used to say, uh, think you're gonna find a better deal than that? I doubt it. Yeah, and that was a commercial that was it's locally. I think at the the places in Rhode Island and Connecticut and Massachusetts. But um, here's the crazy part. Maybe we can get into a whole other side talk about this. But nobody can find evidence of these commercials existing anywhere. But we all remember. I doubt it. That's the uh, Mandela. Mandela effect. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh yeah, I mean, man, I don't know. Like how many. I don't I don't doubt it, but at the same time I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a subreddit online where you, it's called yeah. our I doubt it. And the Berenstein uh, Bear thing is 100 percent true for me. And and I so many it being and so many Well, the whole thing was like, is it Steen or Stein, right? Because it was E-I-N or I-E-N, but no, 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 it's A-I-N. I'm like, wait a minute. That I remember even... an A-I-N as a kid. See, you're from that you're from the other Must reality. be. Must be. I can't comment on your obviously your commercial because I'm not from the Northeast, but Right. I bet you I would be from the opposite reality. I promise you, you will get a message from someone saying, I remember the I doubt it commercial. And okay. please, if do me a favor, email me at his at history at gmail.com. Tell me if you remember the I doubt it commercial. Oh, yeah. I, I'm still uh, like, for example, the one in the James Bond movie with the guy with the metal metal mouth, the Jaws. Jaws. Guy. Jaws. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the movie. The girl has like braces, you know, like in the movie, she's got braces. The girl, I don't and, remember that, but go well, on. that's part of the, the so my Mandela effects are always about like if you take it out, does it does whatever's left make sense? You know, mm. some things you can take out, and it's like, oh, I don't know, is in my reality, maybe or maybe not. But if you remove something, it, it does the rest of the thing that it's within make sense? And so, there's a right. scene at the end of the movie where jaws and the girl with braces have a moment and she smiles and that's how they have this moment together is like i can't remember what the, what's happening she like saves him or something but they she smiles and she's he sees her metal mouth her braces and, and it's he's like, nice to her exactly it's like a love thing but now she doesn't have braces doesn't make any sense 
Like what's, you know what I mean? Like it's the context, all that's changed. Everything is, is different. So that's how I kind of, those are the ones for me that hit hardest is if I take it out, if I change it. I wish I knew that one because well, that's uh, the thing. It's, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's dependent on your lens of how much culture and trash you've committed to memory and <laughs> stuff like that. But yeah, I'm, I'm on the fence with uh, Mandela effect. Cause I know what the mind is. The mind is for me, the reality generator. So yes, that's so what, true. You yeah. know, drugs or mind control or hypnosis. There's so many things we can do. You're repeating yourself over and over again. Yeah. Subtly. <laughs> yeah. But um, there's a few other things I want to talk about here. Please. Oh, you disappeared. Um, oh, yeah. Well, also the anniversary of uh, Haymeyer. The oh, Marvin. Who- my, yeah. yes uh the killdozer guy yeah killdozer yeah yeah it's that's a, one of our that was one of our first big episodes because there's not a great there's not a ton of good episodes of podcasts out there on killdozer um and we get a huge response to that because there's i mean there's certainly not a ton of podcasts out there who will be like he was totally right he's the man <laughs> like you now, know, for those that we don't saying, know enlighten us uh just quickly on the marvin Hemeyer was a um guy uh who was a auto mechanic um and welder you know sort of a renaissance man in the trades uh who was in his 50s in the early 2000s late 50s in the early 2000s and he had moved to granby colorado from somewhere in oklahoma i think and he was new to town and he had a couple friends in town but it's a very insular by the way this is exactly what you and i were talking about earlier we were talking about like the childhood of our youth where everybody knows each other everyone looks and acts the same so to the point where this white guy showed up in town and they're like we don't like him (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. that's what we're talking this is this is what a fucking change what a world change that is Mm -hmm. is that a white guy shows up in 2000 to another white area and they're like this guy seems a little off (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. meanwhile now we have some somalis who move in next door and we're supposed to be like that's cool i'm telling you man it's was that 2000 geez that's Something. Well, it happened in 2003, but he'd lived. Yeah, in I was going to say it's like the 20th anniversary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so he had bought a muffler shop. Uh, he had built a muffler shop. And, you know, I think he had like just was smart with his money kind of thing. And he had like sort of didn't really have to work anymore. He's in his late 50s. And, uh, you know, he owned all the land outright that he owned. And uh, so he would only do like work by appointment. And uh he they were the town had he it's pretty complicated i guess as far as like the ins and outs of it but basically like a a property dispute it was a property dispute basically he wanted to be able to build a road and add a um and add his uh his properties um they, they passed a law that said you had to have be hooked up to the sewer city sewers and he had a uh, what do you call that a uh, septic tank on back, and they were like, "No, that's not okay. We're gonna have to make you. We're gonna have to make you vacate, sell your land right. to us, or whatever." And he was like, "That's bullshit. You've given everyone around me an easement uh, to make it so it's not." And and it was very much that they just didn't like him. Um, and so he said, "Okay, fine. <laughs> I hate you, fucking people. I'm sick and tired of this." And he built a like twenty thousand ton cement cage that he lowered onto a komatsu um bulldozer and then he drove it through town 
and destroyed all of the buildings of the people who had fucked him over in town, injured zero people, and then blew his head off. Um, and uh, they, they tried getting in there though, too. But it wasn't like you know he just gave up like that. They tried getting oh, yeah, they in were, there. They're dropping C four on yeah, him. Yeah, I mean it was they serious stuff. All kinds of stuff. Yeah, and it was unstoppable. He he had thought it out well enough to know that this is not like this thickness of. Uh, of um and he, yeah, he set up cameras so that he could remotely view the outside all angles of the outside of the the bulldozer from inside um with a bunch of little cam by the way this is all 2003 so imagine how hot those screens were inside yeah. inside of the uh what's the same the pr- primitive uh you know 20 years later those kind of technologies back then it's like whoa but now yeah. it's yeah you're just they also blew up. up. He had an air conditioner unit, like a wall a window mm-hmm. air conditioning unit built into the side of it that it would cool down. But the cops were smart enough to shoot it mm-hmm. uh, and break it so it would stop working. And uh, he was ended up probably I, that. Pro- I have to assume that had some bearing on him being like, all right, I'm going to stop now. Well, yeah, so I think, you know, that, yeah, they stop him. He, he can't really move. And he's just like, you know, I'm going to I'm not going to give up. I'm going to you know, I'm going to be the one to call the shot here at the end. Literally. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I brought him up because he's in like in the same spirit of Ted Uncle Kaczynski. Ted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just guys has had enough and <laughs> t- trying to do something about it. Sometimes re- reasonable men must do unreasonable things. That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes reasonable men are dri- driven. Otherwise, reasonable men are driven to do unreasonable things. And uh, yeah, I guess he didn't predict that the floor. I, I guess he was un- under the false notion that one of the stores that he destroyed didn't have a basement so uh he'd rolled into the like oh uh, yeah new store or something of the people some guy who had fucked him over um and his the the, the treads of it went down into right. the basement and he couldn't back out so he was like fuck it i'm out of here yeah not a very spiritual um uh you know experience there but no <laughs> enter- entertaining nonetheless and a, and a legend yeah, you know? well, the fact that he, I don't, I genuinely don't think a lot of people try to, they do like an Uncle Ted, they do like a Ted Kaczynski retcon on him, where no, Ted Kaczynski did hurt people, but you know what I mean? They do a retcon on him where like, you know, he's actually bad because he didn't care if anybody was going to die and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, all right, you're right that he didn't make absolute contingency as to that there was right. definitely no way that anybody was going to die, but yeah, I, I gotta. I just gotta say, I don't believe that he intended to go to kill a bunch of people. That's just not his. You know, generally people who kill have killed before, right? You know, well, the thing my my issue with rooting for some of these people, like these two were talking about, is like almost like rooting for Tony Soprano. You know, like you're rooting in a way for right. a bad guy. Like the truth is about the, the Ted Kaczynski stuff is a lot of these people that he killed weren't. You know, yeah, they were part of the industrial complex system. But yeah. I don't think too many of them regular a, guys. A, yeah. Exactly. They didn't have a direct effect on his life. So it's not like I'm like, that's, that's the, the needle to thread with uncle Ted is, you know, he's not an objectively good person at the end of no, the day, of course not. you know, but it's, he's still like this folk hero. He thought about becoming bought, a tranny at one point. Bought the system. Exactly. You know, and yeah, kind of like John, John Lilly, you know, these people that ride the, you ride the edge and you might get fried, you know, on the other side of it, you might become a legend sure. or, or, or both, but, I just want people to know it's like we're not like I, I like you know like the Ted Kaczynski and the like I said the other guy with the tank, uh, the the killdozer. Yeah, 
but the truth is like it's like rooting for tony soprano you know it's cool and all you want to see him win but at the end of the day there these are woke up this morning got myself a kill dozer you know the 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 era of the anti-hero you know breaking bad walter white and again you're rooting for these people who are objectively bad I never got into Breaking Bad, um, and it's totally because the guy who I knew that was very into it early and really told it, sort of proselytized it to everyone, um, proselytized it to everyone, was obnoxious, sucked. And I was like, well, if he likes it, it must be a bad show. And then I never watched it. And then years went by and everyone sucks its balls. And I was just like, I guess I'll never get to experience it because... Uh, an annoying person trying to suggest you to watch it. Oh, well, well. it's def- if you got some time to kill and you're looking for something to watch, I would recommend it. Um, again, I, you're not going to get too much higher spiritual value out of it, but you will right. be entertained. You will have your mind go places. You will be exposed to all kinds of meth subculture things you might or may or not know about, but mm. it is entertaining. And I, I would even go as far as people argue this one too but um, better call Saul you know if you're looking for a show with characters and writing these are great shows if that's what you're looking for if you're looking for spiritual truths and uplifting stuff you're not going to find a lot of that no. you're going to find uh, scumbag city yeah I've, I've been watching through uh x-files again right yeah one of the same writer one of the same writers oh is that so I thought I didn't what's his know name um, Chris Carter is the name not of the Chris creator. Carter but the other the, 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 he was a sub writer on x-files the, the, I didn't know that What's That's interesting. Name? Damn it. I don't, the, I don't creator know. Of Breaking Bad. Who is that? Yeah, he uh, he is a name. I, I should be remember it, I suppose. I'm going to find it out here. Sam. No, I can't fucking remember what his name is. This is uh, probably going to get on the editing floor. I Vince assume. Gilligan. Vince Gilligan. There you he go. He was one of those. He was one of the head writers on uh, X-Files. He wrote a lot of great episodes. But yeah, interesting. Then, and then Breaking Bad and then Better Call Saul. So yeah, if you like Vince Gilligan, that's uh, he, he's great. But again, X Files pretty sick, especially now that I'm like very well versed in conspiracy stuff. So like every little thing is like a nod for me, essentially. Like every little piece of this show is like written for the person who's well versed in intelligence stuff, in like aliens. Stuff. Oh yeah. In, yeah, definitely. You know, MK Ultra in, you know, all these, you know, things. And um, it's it's just so fun to go through. Like, I, th- I do think it's funny is that the show in general is sort of like a um, like, a, hey, the FBI are the good guys and the CIA are the bad guys. Like, that's a running theme through the show, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is just like interesting. It's like. That must be what the FBI feels about itself, right? Well, that's the every you know they both do. That's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. And vice versa. Yeah. Like Thanos. Thanos thinks he's doing the right thing. You know, he's convinced he's the good guy. I mean, we think he's the bad guy, but you I don't know watch Bugman content. I don't know anything about that. But uh... <laughs> oh well, you know that's when the Bugman content was actually decent. But yeah, after that's that, what I hear. Yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. Prior to that, uh, it was good, and again. Um, I forget we were talking about prior to that, but uh, X-Files. oh yeah, X Files is uh, I've kind of moved away from external stimuli that I can't really like conspiracies, like adrenochrome. Sure. Let's just go with adrenochrome. That's like extreme. 
I can handle it. I can talk about it all day long. I won't lose a, a wink of sleep about it because I exist in a reality where it may or may not be a reality. And if it is a reality, it doesn't affect mine because if I had a kid, I would protect them. They would never yes. be a victim to MK Ultra or like, you know, somebody trying to steal them to extract their, you know, traumatized blood. So for me, it's like, doesn't make any point for me. I, I get it. There may be people out there trafficking humans. It may be extreme levels of like cutting phases off and, you know, like frazzle drip. Frazzle drip. Yeah. And I can take that and, and, and hold that in my mind and be like, okay, well, I'm not gonna let that bother me. It may or may not be true. Let it go. Other people hear that and their whole life is ruined. Like one of the reasons I stopped talking about it was every woman that would come across my content would just, especially the old, the older they were, I'm talking about someone 40, 50, 60 years old, they would come in crying about like the traffic children and they would start doing their own digs. Oh, and, yeah. There's a lot know, of stuff it, out there in that. Yeah. Super dark. But I, you know, I, I can enjoy it. It's like a mental candy for me. You know, like I don't necessarily believe it's true, but it's something to think about like, oh, wow. Because when you get certain understandings from conspiracy theories, it can give you a whole new perspective on a whole bunch of other things. It's like totally like totally. this is a, this is a key that unlocks a lot of these other mysteries. And like, yeah. wow, I can like when you understand that human trafficking element of a lot of things, it really like, oh, wait a minute. Like this content totally makes sense now. I get it. They're pushing this agenda and I can see it. But for most people, they're not invested in this world like we are. Yeah, um, they can't handle it. It doesn't serve them any good except trauma and fear. So I will enjoy it from time to time when I come across something on Instagram or Twitter, I'll dig a little bit. But my whole thing is, okay, great. There may be 8 million children snatched every year. What can I do about it? Like, that's the truth. Like, what can I do about it? And so it's like, I just got to live for my, my physical reality that surrounds me, which is take care of your family, be an upstanding, a righteous person, tell the truth, you know, seek wisdom right. seek god yeah, yeah. you know try to be a, a good person and then a lot of these things like don't go out past midnight is a good rule nothing great happens no night. that's so true yeah so just you know like just being a, a smart person and avoiding certain things you can really just save yourself from a lot of stuff but i do i do think your frequency like if you are focused on the good the true the beautiful you'll start to manifest that reality around you more and the less of the garbage you know you know what i mean so yeah, it's totally dependent on your situation, your your energy, your mind, your belief systems. Totally, you can, you can totally live in heaven while the person next to you is in a literal hell. That's absolutely so true. You know, I um I read to that same end about the human trafficking thing. A couple of weeks ago, I did a deep dive on. I don't know if you're familiar with the Finders case. Yeah, um, which was in in the 80s in Florida, Northern Florida. Um, there was like, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go through the whole thing, but basically they, uh, this van full of kids was discovered in a park with two adult male guardians at midnight, what we were just talking about after midnight. Um, and it, uh, they were, you know, brought in and, uh, for child abuse because they were like really mistreating the kids living in a park. And it led to this whole massive investigation for that was spanned the country, um, and uh, but multiple agencies, multiple governmental agencies all looking into this. And it, it turns out that they were a part of this cult that was had ties to the CIA and, you know, sort of, you know, perhaps had something to do with human trafficking. Well, in 2019, they put out a thousand pages of declassified documents. The FBI did. And um, I did an insanely intense 
deep dive on almost all thousand of those pages. And I, we put together a two hour presentation, which I think is possibly the most complete retelling of the finder story on the internet is our episode on it. Um, and, and I'll tell you, it really is psychically fucking very tough to, to, when you're reading through these pages and pages and pages, this is the thing with the FBI, it's all memos, 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 memos. And it's all referring to the same little, little chunk of blurb text of nine to eight children, van Fort Myers, Florida, fucking, uh, or whatever the fuck it was. Um, and, uh. And then when you see that so many times, it sort of makes you forget the reality of it or the humanity of it. Because when you see the same, the the very cold and calculated way that the FBI writes about something over and over again, it sort of takes the takes the personal the personality of the people away from it. And you start to forget that this is eight people whose lives were absolutely ruined for a combination of profit and international geopolitical sort of intrigue and that's really disgusting um but at the same time we had an amazing response to that episode um and then also whenever we have this amazing online community of people who listen to the show that you know are some of the best people so definitely one of the nicest group chats on the whole fucking internet and it really is, it re- rewards me and gives me like a truly profound sense of gratitude that my looking into this really dark and evil thing brings people together and sort of uh, also, you know, it sort of creates this community of awesome, remarkable people that I hope someday will be able to escape the trappings of this hell world that we've also so often talking about yeah i don't think it's that hard actually i think it's uh just a conscious shift in that direction and one step after the other that's been my experience at least and again your your energy goes where your attention goes you know so again i i did learn obviously from a lot of these dark rabbit holes i went down and then it's like, okay, move on. I can't do anything about it. I get it. It exists. Like, you know, stop watching Netflix or, or, or pornography or don't let your children around, you know, people you don't know. I yeah. mean, these are just common sense things, a lot of them. But unfortunately, but were. Well, right. Because unfortunately, we've reached this point where it's like common sense is now wrong. Like you're inverted. It's all weird now. It's, you know, who's hip to it, who's not. But I just keep pushing forward with common sense and, almost an autistic truth telling where it's just, you know, like I said earlier, I called a spade a spade. It is what yeah. it is, you know, balls and strikes. It, yeah. You know, and sometimes I'm wrong and I don't like, let me get on the right side. Let me admit I'm wrong. I have no shame in that whatsoever. Same. same. Well, cool, man. What are you, uh, what are we promoting today? Just the podcast, just right? the podcast. Yeah. Follow, um, follow us across social media at history homos pod. That's William's account. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Scott lizard Abrams. Um, and, uh, follow, you know, go to the check out anywhere you find podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, all the fucking places, uh, for the podcast history homos, www.historyhomos.com. We're also on BitChute and odyssey and Rockfin. Most importantly, Rockfin, that's where we have our bonus content, www.rockfin.com slash history homos. And that's it pretty much. 
Thank you so much for having yeah, me. Yeah, of course. Sorry. Very good. Well, we wish William was here. We shout out to William. You should have him back uh, when you guys. We will. When your well, no. Like. Well, yeah, we will. We will definitely. Um, but yeah, you guys should check him out. Especially, I just joined Rockfin too. Finally, nice. Um, I've been sitting on the fence, but I said, you know what? I'm just gonna. I'll, I'll see what happens. They listen. I'll just put it this way: we can say whatever we want all the time. We do the edgiest of content. Well, that's and, the thing. You guys, yeah, you guys have edgy content, so definitely check them out for sure. I mean, I, I say don't my say most anything edgy, to us. I, yeah, exactly. I say my most edgy stuff on your um, podcast, I think. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's a good not, even my, not even my own, exactly. So, <laughs> Good place no, for it. It's already notice, been tainted. <laughs> notice no uh, N-word today. Yeah, listen. It's not. It's very coarse. It's a coarse word. If it's, it if, it's if it comes up for say, if I'm quoting someone who said it, I'll say it. But I'm not just going to be like. Well, you, you don't know. really say it though. I I do. I have many. You, you right. Can, you, there's a fucking. By the way, right now, if you wanted to pull up a fucking greatest hits of me saying it, easy, no problem. I just <laughs> think it's. I think it's a, such a hilarious word. I really do. It is quite funny because the ability. It's like a magic spell, the ability to say something to somebody and just watch their eyes roll or their head get face, get red or, you know, want to be aggressive towards you or never talk to you again. Like it's an amazing what two syllables uh, in a certain phonetic sounding emission can do to people. True. It's like a fart. (laughs) Yeah, it's a it's a super risky fart. Yeah, well, farts are pretty risky in general in many ways. That's true, but the social ostracism you could face I, I, again. Uh, I think I think that's also hilarious. I think I just think in general, inward farting, whatever people take life way. Like I think about people in business suits and business offices and stuff, and like yeah, for sure, people take life way too seriously. And that's one of the things I try to provide here is like open dialogue. I, I'd like to get this to the point where we were like talking on the phone, and you go like real, like super honest. Not that you aren't, but I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like there's that everybody, next, yeah, that yeah, next yeah. level of guarded guardedness when you're just talking to a friend on the phone, they know they're not being recorded and they're just letting it, you know. So I appreciate that conversation today. And and your audience and forum have been a great place for me to spread the floating and all the other, you know, nonsense, potentially some of this stuff, queuing on, drinking your own piss, um, you know. All kinds of stuff. So I appreciate having the audience and I'm glad to have you on today and look forward to more on here and on yours. So like everyone yeah. else, you are enlightened. Do I get to pick it? You're an enlightened. Do I get to pick an outro song? It, oh, yeah. I mean, we usually don't talk about it, but okay. uh, you definitely it's on deck. We'll save that surprise okay. for I'll have it come on. Can you click? There we go. Right now, the song will click. <laughs> if you listen towards the end, you got a little treat there. But thanks again, man. That was Thank you, uh, that was a solid almost. That was at least an hour and a half. So perfect. My wife. I don't know if you can hear it right now, but my wife's vacuum. She just got home and is now cleaning. No, oh, perfect. So I, well, got, I, got go. tra- I got her trained. Got her trained. Perfect timing. <laughs> That's great. The handshake still